Here's the subject, a topic we have not talked about, touched on for at least a few weeks. The truckers in the convoy protest, a parliamentary committee tasked with reviewing the emergency powers used to address, of course, last month, uh, last month's trucker protest in Ottawa has already hit a bit of a stumbling block. And joining us now with the details, here is Alex Boudelier, senior national political reporter for Global News, who joins us now for more on this from Ottawa. Alex, good afternoon. Great to be with you. Good to have you with us again. Uh, what is the debate that this committee is having right now when it comes to even looking into this, into the use of the emergency powers? They can't exactly agree on just uh, how much or how far they should look into this? Yeah, well, I think the first thing to note is that there are multiple parliamentary committees who are looking into really an unprecedented invocation of the Emergencies Act, um, which you know gave law enforcement through the federal government some pretty extraordinary powers in order to freeze assets related to the the convoy protests and to clear it out of downtown Ottawa, among other places. Um, So so there are multiple sort of concurrent reviews going on, but this parliamentary committee is really the sort of prime uh, sort of venue uh, to have a holistic look at, at, you know, sort of the the use of the emergency powers and what went into them. Now, the debate at the committee right now very much falls between the government side and the opposition. Uh, on, On the government side, we heard last night they really want to limit the review of this committee to whether or not the powers that the federal government gave itself and gave law enforcement through the Emergencies Act were used correctly, appropriately, uh, in accordance with the law. Basically, you know, did the federal government do right by the Emergencies Act in, in, in invoking this? Um, whereas the opposition takes the perspective that they want a much more uh, expansive view into, you know, the root the roots of the convoy protests going back to say 2019 with the United We Roll protest, which is kind of a predecessor of, of the convoy. Um, you know, the issue of far-right extremism and white supremacy in Canada and uh, how that played a role in, in the convoy protests um, and really sort of taking a more holistic view of, of you know, all of the events leading up to the, the Emergencies Act and then how the, go- the government uh, acted once they brought in emergency powers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, I think this will be negotiated as the committee sort of gets rolling. But right now, that's the main sticking point uh, in terms of their study. So is it fair to say that the special joint committee, they're pretty much split along party lines? Yeah, there's a wild card in there, too, because it's a joint committee of parliament, right? So there's the House of Commons, MPs, so liberals, conservatives, uh, Bloc, NDP. But then you also have senators, right? It's a joint committee of parliament. So they're independent senators who are also on on the committee. Vern uh, White, a former conservative senator. Um, who uh, is former Ottawa police chief. Uh, he's on the committee, uh, Gwen Boniface, uh, Peter Harder. So the senators are a bit of a wild card. You can't necessarily guess how they're going to go on any one issue. Um, so uh, so it remains to be seen how it will play out in terms of partisanship, but certainly there's going to be some lively debate. All right, here is maybe the biggest question, uh, Alex. What would benefit Canadians most? And since this is the first time, it was very historic, first time we've ever seen the Emergencies Act invoked, first time we've ever seen it used, would a more fulsome and thorough investigation into its use, uh, why it was used, how it was used, uh, whether or not it should be used again, would a more fulsome discussion not be to the benefit of Canadians? I, I think that's objectively true. Um, I think that the question is, you know, what what that looks like, right? So as I mentioned, there are multiple parliamentary committees looking into this. You know, the Public Safety Committee uh, held a meeting yesterday with with the OPP commissioner who had a, a remarkable 
um, testimony who, who said that basically they identified the convoy protests as a national security threat as early as February 7th, which is a full week before the federal government brought in the Emergencies Act. So there are committees who are looking at chunks of this. I think it'll be incumbent upon us journalists, frankly, to pull all of that together to give Canadians that sort of, you know, fulsome, holistic view of exactly why the federal government decided to do this, whether or not that was appropriate, and whether or not the measures that they gave police uh, in order to put an end to these protests uh, is something that we, we want to do in this country in terms of a precedent. Because whether you agree with the decision or not, whether you agree with the convoy protests or not, that's, this is a precedent because it's, it's never been done before. So by definition, it's a precedent. Um, so I think that the more information, of course, the journalist is going to say, the more information we have about this, the better. Mm -hmm. So this uh, joint committee and some of these other committees will be looking at things other than just uh, the implementation of the act, why it was used and whether or not it was a net benefit. I guess they will be looking at uh, some of these other questions you just mentioned, Alex, such as why was the uh, convoy deemed a security threat a week before the Emergencies Act uh, was invoked? Will they also look at things like the uh, seizure and freezing of people's uh, bank accounts? Do we know? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the uh, House of Commons Finance Committee is looking at that particular issue uh, sort of in isolation, um, whether or not the federal government had to resort to the Emergencies Act in order to stop some of the foreign funding that has been identified in, in association with the protests, whether or not it was appropriate to stop foreign funding to this protest. You know, th th there's there's interesting questions there. On top of the sort of political, you know, public review, we're also going to have a judicial review. The federal government has about 28 days to announce, uh, you know, an independent judicial review who will also be able to, you know, basically uh, determine their scope in terms of what they're looking at and, and what they report on. So that's going to be a very interesting report as well. I'm also told by various sources in law enforcement and national security that, you know, if these committees want, there is a significant amount of documentation. There's a significant amount of information that they could subpoena, that they could ask for, that they could receive if it's intelligence. Um, you know, the joint committee that we're talking about is uh, sworn to secrecy. So, you know, they, they arguably could handle um, some intelligence. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that the information is there. And I think there's also a willingness on the part of the government to give a full a fulsome account of this, because ultimately they're going to be judged um, by the information that's available. Right. So, you know, obviously it's in their their interest to release information that looks good on them. But I think that, you know, these various uh, parliamentary committees, the judicial review, I think should turn up enough documentary evidence that will have a, a pretty clear picture of whether or not this was the appropriate course of action uh, and whether or not this is an appropriate course of action in the future should we encounter something uh, like these protests again. Because while downtown Ottawa has been cleared out for a few weeks now, I don't think anybody who follows this closely is under the impression that the, the issue is gone, that the anger has dissipated and we can sort of wipe our hands clean of this. I think, you know, this is going to be with us in our politics for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Just finally got about a minute left here, Alex, but let me ask you a little more about that judicial review. As you mentioned, the government must launch a judicial inquiry into the circumstances leading up to the emergency declaration within the next 30 days. Does that uh, assure people that uh, there will at least be an independent voice, if you will, or a more independent body looking into this rather than just lawmakers and politicians uh, looking into kind of their own behavior? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot uh, will depend on on how the federal government sets up that review, what the parameters of the review are, who they choose to lead uh, that review. I would expect, 
you know, usually with these things, we get a retired Supreme Court justice who usually has a, a lot of credibility in terms of the, the Canadian public, in terms of trust in that institution. So yeah, a lot will depend on the details of that. But I do think um, over the course of that, we should get a more uh, unbiased view and a, a view that's sort of free of some of the partisan games that unfortunately, you know, we see uh, around the committee table in the House of Commons. All right. Alex, appreciate the update on this uh, very important uh, subject. We obviously will continue to follow it with a great deal of interest. Thanks again for this on a Friday and have a good weekend. Anytime. Happy Friday. All right. Alex Boudelaire, senior national political reporter for Global News, joining us this afternoon from Ottawa. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.